How's it going, everybody? This is Alex Caceres, and you're listening to Story of the Fight. Another week in the books, another week of Story of the Fight. My name is Romero. That's my boy, Will, with the flex. How you doing, Will? <laughs> oh, dude, I'm doing good. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday was uh, – the card was good. It, you could tell it, it felt, at least to me, like it was missing a, a main event, to be honest. But it was still, top to bottom, a damn good card. So I'm happy. Feeling good this week, this weekend. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking that if anybody doesn't want to listen to us on YouTube or watch us on YouTube, <laughs> they can find us on Spotify, Breaker Podcast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you could find your podcast or social media. Yeah, we're uh, at Story of the Fight on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok now. Uh, I'm figuring it out. Out of it, yeah, I'm we're getting stuff on, on TikTok. You know, uh, yeah, man, with with the children. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to make sure that every generation enjoys mixed martial arts. You know, and that exactly. respects everything that happens. So yes, and we were trying to reach 300 subscribers. So if you yeah, even like remotely like what we do, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Sometimes. You know, like today we'll go live and talk everything mixed martial arts and talk about the previous, uh, you know, fights from the previous hey. night. What's up? Shout out HLB Comer. Welcome to church. It's been a while, dude. Yeah, my man is back. My man is back. But yeah, I mean. Hanging with the boys. Hanging with the boys. <laughs> yeah, that's right, dude. Yes, but 300 subscribers is the goal. We're almost yeah. there. Help us reach it. Uh, but yes, like you mentioned, Will, there were some fights last night. Now, me personally. Mm-hmm. I I didn't feel like there was a main event missing. You know, no. you have no 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 no. You have one of the most elite fighters in the world in Colby Covington. Uh you have I thought you were gonna say Greg Hardy. <laughs> He's a second close uh a close second, a close second. Uh yeah. and then you have uh one of the larger draws, right, that has hype behind him, which is mm-hmm. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Uh so you know what I, I felt good. I felt good about it. Yeah, I thought it was a solid co-main. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was man. fun. Well, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, right? And uh, you want to just get right into it and start talking about these these fights? Yeah, let's get right into it. Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. The American hero, Colby Covington. Yes, coming out. And so uh, – my friend Daniel is now just getting into fights, <clears throat> now just getting into fights. And he texted me earlier in the day. He said, uh, so how do you think the fight's going to go? I said, look, dude, Kobe Covington has one of the best gas tanks in yeah. all of MMA. It's going to be nonstop pressure. He's going to try to grind Masvidal out. And the reality is that Masvidal, when he has his highlight knockouts, has looked pretty good in his highlight knockouts. Yeah. If you remember when he was going up against Nate and he beat Nate, he was starting to slow down a little bit. Yeah, by the time bit. that you know, by the time that that uh, fight was stopped, but mm-hmm. I just didn't think he'd be able to keep up with Colby Covington the entire night. I remember, yeah, I remember when they announced this fight. It was like I think we both texted and we were like, uh, "Like, well, this is a pretty easy night for Colby. Stylistically, mm-hmm. a nightmare matchup for Jorge. What is Jorge? What, what's his biggest weakness? The wrestling. What's his second biggest weakness? Cardio. <laughs> the two things Colby excels at. His strengths." Yeah, his his and and Jorge needs space, and Colby doesn't give people space. And you can see Jorge had some some success. I mean, he did land some good shots. He dropped him right in the fourth round. 
Fourth round. Did you drop him? Uh, right hook. Yeah, and 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 it was off the space, right? But Colby always does such a good job of recovering whenever he does get dropped. Um, but I mean, one. yeah, yeah. And uh, stylistically, when they first announced this, pretty much everybody that I heard talking about this fight was like, well, Colby's just going to smother him. He's not going to give him any space. And then everyone's like, yeah, but Jorge could land that flying knee like he did against wrestling Ben Askren. It's like, well, not every wrestler is the same, you know? Yeah. Colby's not shooting from 20 yards out, <laughs> you know? No, absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is that, you know what? We take a look at a Ben Askren and compare him to Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington mm-hmm. looks like, you know, one of the best strikers in MMA compared to Ben Askren. Compared to, yeah. <laughs> so where Ben Askren will force the takedown, even if he has to shoot from a distance, Kobe Covington yeah. doesn't mind mixing it up a little bit. To be able to close that distance, he'll blitz in a little bit. That first picture that uh, Rich showed uh, mm-hmm. where he's throwing that left hand, he's not throwing those hands to try to knock out Masvidal. No. He's throwing those hands to be able to close that distance, clinch him up against the fence, and see how it is that he'd be able to take him down. And that's exactly not what even, he did. Yeah, and not even just that. It's even more like multifaceted than that because everyone says, like, oh, you got to set up the takedown with the hands. you got to set up the takedown with the hands. He does that. But what he also does is is he'll stand with you just long enough until you think, okay, yeah, let's start trading. Yeah. And then he's under you. And he does it so well. And I hate to say it because I'm not a huge fan of his like personality and stuff. I, I like and and I know the personality is for to make people not a big fan of him, right? And they want to watch him lose. It's but at the same time, it works, but like man, fuck, maybe he is that much of a genius because the, the character is terrible. It's a really bad, like, not just terrible, like, oh, I don't like what he says. It's terrible, like, really poorly done. But maybe that's on purpose that's also. That's part of it, like, though. It's just, like, it's just so transparent, you know? Like, <laughs> it's yeah. such bullshit that it's like, come on, man. Give me, give me a little respect, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it works. Um, and uh, lately, he's been having more exciting fights. Um, but I think that just comes with... Uh, him actually having to face people who can throw something back at him, right? Because the majority of his wins have been pretty lackluster as far as like rewatch value goes, unless he's fighting and not to any the top of his three. own. No, no, no. If dude, if it was me, I don't give a fuck if all my fights are boring. As long as I'm dominating, like I don't want to get hit, you know. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, right. who who but, he gets paired with get, has a lot to do with how exciting the fight is. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wish he was getting paired with more wrestlers. I would love to see him fight some more wrestlers. Um, like Usman? Well, because that's what happens, right? The two yep. wrestlers fight. They cancel out and they start swinging and banging with their like somewhat striking technique, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Until Usman starts becoming an elite striker with Trevor Whitman, and then all of a sudden it's not even close. <laughs> For sure. But no, I, I don't know I what mean... Kobe does from here. He continues being point. the second best Walter Wade in the world. He's in such a tough position, man. You know what Until I mean? Until Kamzat versus Gilbert. And then we decide who the real second best is. Oh, oh, that's exciting. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. What do you think happens there? Hamzat? Hamzat takes it. My brain tells me Gilbert, but my heart tells me Kamzat. And man, if that happens and it ends up being Hamza versus uh, Kobe Covington, now Kobe Covington called out Dustin Poirier uh, at the end, right? Which we'll see if that ends up happening or not. Dustin's been talking about going up a weight class. Well, we'll see. Who knows? Because at this point, I think Dustin's also just looking to make uh, some paychecks. Yeah, but Dustin's said multiple, multiple times now that 
that he will never let Colby capitalize on what Dustin's accomplished in his career. And he's like, I'll fight him anywhere but the cage. I'll never let him use my platform as like a way to like make more money. Mm. And like, and even Colby calls him out and he's like, and Dustin tweeted, he was like, how about calling out like a, like a welterweight contender? <laughs> <laughs> what did oh, uh, HW Comer say? I'll probably uh, well, be talking about, yeah. He took the I'll fight. He known. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you go ahead. He took the fight and he must have known how it will go. If I was his manager, I would have pushed for the Leon fight instead. Anyway, he got a show and respect. Yeah, we got a show and respect both the guys. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and and Colby kind of said it when uh, when Colby won his last fight or finished his last fight. Um, he even said, like, Jorge, I don't know what Jorge's doing fighting Leon. He should just fake an injury and then take a fight with me and then, <laughs> and then make way more money. Very short-sighted with that and then that's kind of what happened right Masvidal had to pull out of the leon fight and then they end up making this fight and it's like wait what just happened here if i were uh i think hlb comer hits the nail on the head if i'm Masvidal's manager that that's the fight you make because stylistically leon is a much more winnable fight than Masvidal, and the colby fight will always be there mm-hmm. you know what i mean the colby fight because at this point they both lost to the champ twice um Oh, when he loses this fight to Colby, it's kind of hard to throw him in the mix with someone like Leon rankings-wise, um, in my opinion. But if he fought Leon and he lost to Leon, the Colby fight's still there. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely makes sense. So, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to say this. I think Jorge Masvidal is overrated. I really do. I think that yeah. he was lining in a bottle. Uh, l- let's take a look at his wins recently. So the Darren Till win... We, we, we still don't know if we're ever going to get uh, uh, there until that we reaches his full potential. Yeah. I, I still don't know. Uh, not to say that he's not a good fighter, but that was a good win for Jorge Montreal oh, yeah. coming, coming back, right? Not taking that away from him. Ben Askren. Ben Askren is who we thought he was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz around nearing the end of his career. Okay, we and can say and it's not the same a weight class Diaz. above where he should be. Yes. Um, so he caught lining in a bottle and props to him yep. for being able to capitalize on mm-hmm. those fights and the way that he won those fights. I mean, the knockout against Ben Askren just shot him right into stardom. Oh, Everybody yeah, was talking about that. It was mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. And then he comes back and he fights the more than ever popular Nate Diaz and beats Nate yeah. Diaz. So then uh, the, the uh, BMF, you know, and all that other stuff, the way they built it up. So even more hype. Um, and then I think about, okay, well, let's take a look at the Waltroy division. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is ranked six. Does he beat a Bilal Muhammad? Yes. You think he could beat a Bilal Muhammad? I think so. I don't think so. That's me personally. <laughs> I don't think he could beat Bilal yeah. Muhammad because it's very similar to Colby's style. Extremely, yeah, but, extremely high uh, cardio. But you look at what Leon face did. pressure. But you look at what Leon did to Bilal. Like, Bilal does that to people who will crumble in the striking and give up that range. I don't think Jorge would to someone like Bilal. I now I think Leon's a more winnable fight than Stylistically, it's a much better chance. I don't think yes, he beats him though. Then Colby Covington. And that's the same thing. I don't think he beats him. So yeah. I don't want to use that MMA math. You know what I no, mean? No, no, no. I'm not yeah. But but you look at Vicente Luque, Bilal Muhammad, uh those are both winnable fights, I think, for Jorge. The problem is when you start Vicente Luque. You don't think so? I don't think he beats Vicente Luque. I, and, <laughs> That's and again, for me. I'm just 
and now granted, he lost twice to Kamara Usman, who is the well, best welterweight in the world and the number one pound for pound fighter. Loses yeah. to Kobe Covington. So he's losing to the top of the top, the cream Next. of the crop. Mm-hmm. Um, also lost to Steven Thompson before that. Yeah. Also lost to Damian mm-hmm. Maya before that. We Which, by the way, right? we saw we saw that live. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh Miocic versus Dos Santos, too. But here's the um, thing, too, with, with Masvidal, like and, and it goes back to what HLB Comer said, the management, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have taken that the, the rematch with Usman. Even with hindsight being 2020, right? He got knocked out, bad move. But it leaves you nowhere to come back to. And and stylistically, he's not going to win those fights against an elite uh, pressure wrestler, an elite pressure grappler. That's why uh, I think Kobe, um, Usman, uh, and even Gilbert Burns are terrible matchups for him. But Leon, much better matchup. I don't think he wins it. I think Leon's too quick and straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a great matchup. Someone like... Uh, but he can still think- get caught. I mean, because it's the exact oh, same yeah. reason that we said we don't think Nate Diaz is going to beat Leon Edwards, and he ended up getting caught at the end. But True. anything can happen, right? But if they fought ten hey, times, I think Leon yeah, beats crazy most. Crazy things of them. happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, agree. I agree. I just think uh, they they kind of halted his hype train, came to a screeching halt with that first Usman fight. They decided to do it twice, and then uh, and then now Colby, and now it's three in a row to very similar styles, right? Usman and Colby. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I do agree that Jorge's a little bit overrated. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. And yeah, uh, we have uh, HLB uh, coming through and saying Masvidal has a clear weakness on the ground. Remember his fight with Maya? Yeah, like we said, we were there live for that one. Essentially, yeah. Maya was a backpack the entire yeah. the entire fight. You mm-hmm. know, but Maya did uh, walk away from that fight saying that uh, Masvidal was the best MMA grappler he had ever faced. Uh, oh yeah, so. I don't know. Take yeah, and Comer makes a good that. point here too. He is thirty-seven years old, you know, and he is making a lot of money. He just signed a very lucrative deal. Which, to be fair, if I'm his manager, maybe it was smart to take this Colby fight because I don't know if he can renegotiate to get one of the most lucrative combat sports contracts in history without this Colby fight like building right because it was in the buildup for that fight that he signs this contract. If he was fighting somebody else and there's not that buildup with the grudge match and all this stuff. Does he make still make get that same deal? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. And he, and he probably wouldn't have an opportunity later on down the road to continue facing your top threes. If he fights a Leon yeah. Edwards, then he loses. If he fights a Bilal Muhammad and then he loses and he's going to continue going down the ranks, then yeah. those options are gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right. <clears throat> Anything else on the uh, main event? Um, it was it was a cool fight, you know. I, I just don't really know, like, uh, like outside of like the like outside of the drama and the storyline and all that stuff. I don't really see like sport wise why it happened, you know. Um, it was purely entertainment. Yeah, because yeah. it's like you said, it's the the build up, the drama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh snaps, we're gonna have to move Volkanovski over. Uh, to another card, yeah. you know, and Max Holloway. Oh, snaps. Aljamain Sterling. Uh, we're going to gonna have to move that too. You know <laughs> yeah. what? There's a lot of drama here. Let's go ahead and push this fight. It's a mm-hmm. non-title fight, main event. How often do we get to do this? Let's take advantage of it. And if you think about it, some oh. of the most recent ones have both been with Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, it's true. And I just want to say this too. Uh, I forgot. I can't believe we didn't even mention it. 
Uh, how about ESPN feed going down during the main event? Did it? What stream were you watching? Was it BT Sport? No. Dude, I, uh, after... I paid for it, Will. <laughs> Dude, after the groin strike that Kobe landed, uh, <laughs> after that co- the, the groin strike, the feed went down. And it was like ESPN's experiencing technical difficulties. It wasn't my stream. It was the actual feed from ESPN. (laughs) Then I switched to BP Sport and it was still going. Then I switched back and it was like ESPN experiencing technical difficulties. Go on Reddit. A bunch of people were like, what the fuck ESPN? You pay a hundred bucks for a pay-per-view and it goes down in the middle of the main event. Oh my God. (laughs) What a nightmare. What a nightmare. They'll get it uh, right eventually. I mean, ESPN's a newer network. That's just figuring it out, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, small time, you know. Small time, uh, small time. The other thing too, the other thing too is first round, Kobe eye pokes him, gets the takedown while Masvidal is complaining, right? Second round, groin strike, complains about it, and then whatever, right? That was just two two fouls in this in the main card or the main event. Was this the most fouls in in one card, one card, top to bottom? This might have been the dirtiest card I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. There's it a few pretty things bad. that I have notated as well. Uh, to cover about some of those things. You know, and our friends from uh, Ford to Win MMA saying a cool fight, nice promo pivot for Colby. And that, I mean, yeah, th- th- he has an opportunity to, you know, walk out of there saying, didn't even break a sweat. Easy money. This yeah. is who I want to fight next. Got dropped. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> whether, but whether it's calling out Dustin, whether whoever it is, you know, it's an opportunity Terrible for him to call. walk away from another main event with yeah. another victory, being the all-American hero, calling out, the troops, the first responders, Colby Covington, All American hero. Let's do it. Let's go. But at the same time, I mean, the 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 call out of Dustin is just such a wasted opportunity. And then it's almost like the signs or the writings on the wall of like what's really left, right? Because he's never going to beat Usman. I doubt he ever gets a third title shot. And then he's calling out lightweights who aren't going to fight him. Like HLB Comer said, Dustin won't fight him. Yep. Yeah. And shout out to Comer. There was a fe- there was even a female cross strike. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was the dirtiest, <laughs> dirtiest card I've ever seen. So right. much cheating, so many fouls. It was crazy. <laughs> Are you done uh, slandering Colby Covington's name, Will? Yeah, he can lose my number. <laughs> All right. Uh, before that, we had Rafael Dos Andros versus Renato Moicano. And again, our friends at Ford to Win MMA calling out that Moicano has the biggest cojones. Pulse of adamantium. <laughs> I mean, Jesus that Christ, weird. man. Ooh, taking a beating. Now, this kind <laughs> of got me feeling some sort of way, right? And I started thinking yeah. about uh, Max Holloway versus Calvin mm-hmm. Cater, where I'm yeah. thinking, okay, uh, you know, w- when does the, the corner throw in the towel? When does the... Um, the doctor say, "Hey, he's he's terrible doctor. When awful doctor, he was a, he was a savage, you know." Uh, and then um, Mark Goddard, I, I look, I okay, Mark Goddard. Uh, a couple years back, I think it was our first award show. I gave Mark Goddard the uh, referee of the year award. Right? Yeah, last year it was Herzog. Before that was Mark Goddard. Uh, I think that back in this case, Herzog for me. In this case, Mark Goddard, you. You knowing MMA more, I would assume, than that doctor that's walking in there. And I get that the doctor knows more probably about just health in general. Yeah. But dude's taking a beating, man. Dude's taking a beating. His eyes swollen shut. 
He's not offering anything back once it goes to the ground, which it goes to the ground every single round. He's just getting pummeled. He did he did have a really good success. I was seeing it every time he'd throw the jab and the two behind it, the right straight, RDA would duck the right straight and then shoot the takedown. He adjusted, though, and he started throwing the, the jab to the uppercut and was having a ton of success with the uppercut. But regardless, it was still like three minutes of top control by RDA in every single round. So he's getting pummeled. The head kick knockdown was nasty. Probably could have called the fight during the ground and pound after that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would have been okay with that. Um, but Hinato <sighs> Moicano has no quit in him, though, man. Yeah. Because like, not once did he stop trying to gain better position or no, definitely. intelligently defend himself. The dude's game, for sure. Oh, my God. So he, he he did his part to get the fight, to to make the fight continue. Mark Goddard should have stopped it after the high kick, in my opinion. Then the doctor comes in. He does the high school concussion test that doesn't do shit. And he's like, no, nah, he's good. And then Goddard's like, whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll let it go. Then, before the fifth round, I mean, look at that. Before oh the fifth round, before the fifth round, He's like, I'm worried that his corner's not going to stop it. His corner's not going to stop the fight. They should. They sh- the corner should have stopped the fight, in my opinion. And then Mark God is telling the doctor, I need you to look at him because they're not going to do their job. And the doctor's like, he can see. And he's like, he can see. And he's like, technically, he can see. And it's like, okay. Uh, I guess I can't stop because the ref can't stop it there. No, but HMB so, Comer brings up a really good point. He said the doctor told the ref yeah, it's reasonable to stop it. Yeah. It'd be reasonable to stop it. So True. He did say that. And then here's what Mark Goddard did that I don't agree with and should he should not have done it. Mark Goddard goes out to start the fifth round. He walks over to Moicano and he says, you have 30 seconds to show me something. This is probably the, right here. Goddard's saying, you have 30 seconds to show me something to make so that I won't stop this fight. Terrible. He should not ever do that. You should never do that. It's not the referee's job to do that. The referee should not influence a fighter in that way to make the make Moicano go out there, guns blazing, maybe get knocked out to start the round. Goddard should have told himself, I'm going to give him 30 seconds to show me something. He should never put that on the fighter. You, you, you shouldn't do that, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think he should have told himself, I'm, I'm giving myself 30 seconds unless he shows me something. Uh, the, the referee should not be influencing the fight in that way. In... When we think about that, right, because we also hear the referee telling fighters, like, if they're in the middle of getting hit, when let's say a fighter's on top ground and pound, mm-hmm. and you hear referees say, you got to show me something. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's so, different, though. I think that's different. Okay. Because, so? because in that moment, the fighter might be saying, I'm fine. I'm just shelling up. I'm weathering the storm. But he might not know the referee's about to stop this fight because I'm not showing something. So that's different than to start the round. Hey, you better go out there and do something. Show me that you're still in this fight because mm-hmm. then that's going to influence how he's starting the round. He's not already in danger. You know what I mean? Like, yep. it's diff- I, I think it's different. I think it's different. And you know, you see a couple different sides of this, man, because oh, yeah. well, well first, sure. let, let me, let, let, let me talk opinion. about the fight, right? Because you have RDA who's still showing he is elite. elite. Elite yeah. man, this guy doesn't age. Yeah, it's it's crazy. His mm-hmm. high kick was so quick, uh, you know, and his work to the body leading up to the high his head kick, movement, his head movement, his footwork. It's super fantastic, still. Yeah, um, you know, and Hinata Moicano, this was just a little too much for him. And hey, he took this on short notice on like what five days' notice. Hinata Moicano took this on short notice, so props to Hinata Moicano, like you said, he showed his game. So props to him. Can't take that away from him. Uh, but just a little 
too much too soon, I think, for Moicano because he just now started, you know, building himself up again. And hey, you got to shoot your shot though. If the opportunity yeah. presents itself, you got to shoot your shot. Uh, and that being said, like I said, I was going to just talk about the different sides of it because uh, you heard the announcers saying, hey, Mark Goddard handled this beautifully. Uh, just as yeah. an example here, you see our friends from uh, Ford to Win MMA saying, hey, I'd allow it. Uh, you know, they, they would yeah. prefer that the the referee kind of instigates uh, action. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's two sides of the coin. And I guess it just really depends on what it is that you would rather see. Me personally, I would have liked to see Goddard go up to uh, the corner of that fifth round and be like, hey, doctor said it's reasonable to stop. I'm stopping it based off of the amount of damage that he's taken. It should have been um, stopped after the fourth. I, I, I think so too. Um, but we always say the corners know their fighters best. Yeah. We always say but- that. It's definitely true. They know their fighters best, but in a situation like this, uh, and listen, he he won the fifth round on one of the judges' scorecard, and I actually scored the fifth round for for Moicano also. Um, corners need to. Um, it's not boxing. It, it's crazy because boxing you'll see corners throw the towel in more than MMA. Yep. Even though a loss in boxing is way worse than it is in MMA. MMA, you could lose. I mean, you could lose. 10 fights. Edson Barbosa has 10 losses and people still love to see him fight every single time. You know what I mean? Bisping had what, like 16 losses before he got his title shot. Like Mm -hmm. losses really don't matter. You know, you live to fight another day, right? It's crazy that in boxing, they're more ready to throw the towel when if you get three or four losses, it's like people don't even care about you anymore, but they're willing to throw the towel in because people, it wasn't going to take someone to die in MMA in in the UFC at least because people have died in MMA, but are they waiting until someone dies in the UFC to start thinking that, hey, maybe this is serious and maybe we should start throwing the towel in? Yeah, I can only think and, of two times I've seen the towel get thrown in. Two times. And I've been yeah. watching since 2006. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. HOB Comer coming through with, uh, I mean, I, I think you hit it right on the nail here. They might know, uh, they might know them best, but we also know they won't do what's best yeah. for them. It, it's, it's crazy. It's just a sense of pride, right? I think so. This warrior and, mentality. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the only two times I could think of the towel being thrown in was Nate Diaz versus Josh Thompson, right? But that's literally his brother, his older brother watching his younger brother get beat up and he throws the towel in, right? A little different than just like a coach. And then the, the recently, uh, Derek Brunson's corner threw the towel in against uh, Jared Cannonier. And that, that I mean, well-deserved. that He was not going to get out of that. And this was not a situation where uh, Moicano was going to come back from. So it's it, at this point, it's like, why? He's just taking so much, unnecess- so many unnecessary shots. And I want to say, too, I forgot to mention this. What a class act RDA is. The guy yeah. is so classy because I'll be honest, that fifth round, it, I gave it to Moicano. Off the pedal. I think RDA was kind of like, this is a sparring round. This yep. is a sparring round. He, You could tell because, dude, RDA doesn't gas. He doesn't gas and slow down like that. I, I'm I'm almost positive he and he already, he already talked about how much respect he had for Moicano for stepping up and taking this fight on such short notice. All the shots to the head looked like he had taken some off. Yeah, so everything you know, he, he was, to the he head was, was, was touching him up. The one time until... he did something heavy, Moicano <laughs> yeah. clocks him with the combo, and yeah. he comes back with the body shot, like a hard body shot on Moicano. But, yeah, yeah. You know, Shout out for the win. Got to run. 
Love you guys. Hey, we love you too for the one. Appreciate it, man. Uh, but yeah, just uh, Moicano, very gutsy performance. Hey, RDA uh, well, champ at 165 if they made the division? Oof. Oof. Uh, man, that's a tough one. He looked damn good at 160. He did. <laughs> he did. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what kind of long-term effects this has on Moicano. Uh, we, we might not see him back in there for a while. We'll see. Sound if good? I'm his coach, if I'm his team, I'm saying, Hey, let's chill for a bit. I hope, uh, I hope he got paid. He deserves to get paid for this man. Stepping up, saving the co-made event on five days notice. He just fought in February. Like, I hope he got paid, you know, he was for finally sure. starting to get his traction, you know, and like go up and, Man, well, that's what I'm saying. A little too much, a little too soon, you know. I mean, he beat uh, Jai Herbert, Chase Hooper, Alexander Hernandez. Not necessarily yeah. all world beaters. No. Uh, and the and Hooper one was the boom. Was Rafael a... dos Anjos? Yeah, that's tough, man. Oh yeah, and Hooper was just the uh, grappling. Hooper was just a grappling match. Yeah, yeah. H.O.B. So. Comer also one little annoyance. It's so dishonest when people like Bisping talk about how the fight should be stopped when we all know if Bisping was in that fight, he would fight to the death. Yeah, Bisping would have his eye pop out and he'd continue fighting. Dude, I remember when we when he was fighting Anderson Silva. I don't know where it was. Maybe it was in London. Uh, they had uh, it was early, early in the states, and we were working. And I had it up in the break room at Best Buy when I still worked with I you. I remember that. I yeah. was there. I was in there. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the third round, I think it was, when his mouth guard falls out and he's pointing to the ref like, hey, my mouth guard. And Anderson lands the flying knee on him while he's talking and just straight, yeah. literally KOs him. But Herb couldn't wave it off in time. The bell rang as he was falling down. And they let it continue. Bisping has no <laughs> – I agree with HLV Comer. And then Bisping won that fight, so maybe he's right. I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> but he got knocked out. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the difference might be, though, that Bisping was winning some of those rounds leading up to. Uh, oh, that's the difference, right? Because he won on the score. Moicano was getting like his ass beat. Yeah, it was so, not good. All right, let's move on here. Before that. And wait, real quick. This RDA shows up and fights Fazeev. Who do you think would have won that fight? Because this was supposed to be Fazeev. I think uh, RDA, man. If I think this RDA, RDA shows him. up, if I this RDA, RDA shows up, I'm telling you, man, it- he looks so good. His ability to mix up mix up the grappling as soon as you start throwing and committing to your strike. Same thing with Colby, but a little different because uh, Colby's much more of a smothering wrestler where RDA was like damaging. Yep. You know what I mean? No, like, for sure. RDA's top game looked so fucking good. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I, if, I were, if I was a betting man, I would bet on Moicano to be a better grappler than Fazeev. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I would edge that out to... Uh... RDA. All right, uh, let's go here. We have Bryce Mitchell, Thug Nasty, going up against Edson Barbosa. <laughs> yeah, HLB Comer said uh, Islam would maul him regardless, and I, I agree. <laughs> if Islam stepped into that fight, I think Islam probably would have won. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Bryce Mitchell. Yes, Bryce Mitchell. Uh, I need to give Bryce Mitchell his uh, respect, man, because leading up to I picked Edson Barbosa, just like I thought – too much too soon for my condo. I thought too much too soon for Bryce for Mitchell. Bryce. And he absolutely proved me wrong, man. Uh, yeah. He's like a little Habib from Arkansas, you know, where he has these takedowns and he has this top control that was very hard for Edson Barbosa to get out of. Uh, yeah. The consistent ground and pound 
I thought it was a masterful performance by Bryce Mitchell. Definitely. I mean, he has that same effect, right, where you're so worried because it's so dangerous on the ground with submissions mm-hmm. that you're so worried about being taken down that he drops you with the left hand, you know? Yep. Uh, yeah, I might, I might have overshot it saying he was like a little Habib, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus took the wheel and whipped some ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think uh, – I do think – this fight did make me think that uh, um, I wish we could go back to pride rules with like yellow cards and shit because – I think it was the second round where Mitchell kind of he just kind of stayed in Edson's guard for like two straight Coasted minutes. A little. Yeah, and at that point, it's like maybe stand him up or I don't know. He wasn't doing much. He was content with just being in the guard. He wasn't setting up anything. He wasn't trying to pass. He wasn't really landing anything significant until he started landing the elbows because eventually he did start working enough where I was like, oh, you can't stop it now because he's splitting him open with elbows. But for like two and a half minutes straight, it was like, come on. Um, yeah, but man, Edson, uh, at the start, I thought he looked really good, um, landing the leg kicks, his leg kicks were really good. And I was like, well, that's what you do. Someone like Bryce Mitchell, right? Take away those legs. So he can't take you down, but then he took him down and then he continued to take him down and then he dropped him and then he split him open. And I mean, what a, what a, <laughs> a grueling fight for Edson, man. And we've seen him there before, right? We have, we have, uh, in, in my notes, I put down Barbosa accepted the loss. That's what I felt like. It, I mean, it looked similar, right, to when he fought Habib. And when Habib, there was moments in that fight where you could see on Edson's face, he was just like, this is a long day at work. And uh, this is what this is how it's going. And that's kind of what happened here again. Mitchell what about is, the uh, respect they showed to each other afterwards, though? Yeah. Oh, Look Edson's that. always been such a class act, too, dude. I love Edson Barbosa. Win or lose, yeah. he'll always be exciting. Always a class act. Uh, I did have Mitchell winning this fight, though, going into it. You did. You did. I saw that. Nice pick. Nice pick. And then even <laughs> after when, uh, you know, I think uh, they're in the locker room, I think it was. Oh, yeah. That video, that. And Barbosa walks mm-hmm. in to give Mitchell some props again. They kind of hug each yeah. other and, and talk a little bit more. It's just I love seeing that type of stuff, man. <laughs> then I also like seeing the chirping between uh, Colby and Masvidal at the end. Yeah. So I like it all. Comer says, yeah. poor Ez, and he just wants to kick you to the moon. But he gets these wrestlers that just drag him around the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. What are we doing at this point? Edson, what's Edson's record? Well, that's uh, what I put down here. Is Barbosa now, just the official gatekeeper for top 10? I think so. I mean, he's 22 or and 11. Breaking into top 15? He's, yeah, he's 22 and 11. Let's just give him strikers from now on, right? He's not going to make a title run, I don't think, at this point. But let's just give him strikers. He's so exciting. Um that's what we and, say right now, and then they're going to give him like three straight strikers. He's going to win three straight times by knockout. We're going to be like, maybe he's making another shot? run. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. And how about Joe? He's like, and how much of this is Edgen uh, killing his body trying to make one forty five? <laughs> and it's like, well, this is this. He's he's four fights deep into one forty five already. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, damn. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, John Daniels was like. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> how, how about also uh, Bryce Mitchell in the in the post fight saying he's donating half his purse to to children in need, and then did you see what Dana said? Dana said, "Don't give up your money. I got it." Yep. He's like, "You That's keep fantastic. your money. I'll donate it." That's so awesome, man. I, I love yeah. seeing that too. Uh, yeah. But Bryce Mitchell, man, uh, also, he's a new man. He's a new man. Yeah. And how about how about uh man? The first time I ever heard about him was when he drilled his nuts in, in half. Remember that? He drilled his nuts in half. You don't remember that? No. Dude, he was working on something. His hands were up on like a board or something. He had a drill in his waist. Somehow the drill went off, twisted up his nuts, 
He flipped it to reverse, drilled again, released it all, nuts in half. Had to get stitches, all that shit. What? Yeah. The man's uh wait, nuts in half? He split his sack open. Oh, got it, got it. That's yeah. not cool. Open That's the bag. Cool. Open but, the bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, I can I don't know if you've seen his rap his rap. No, He's I a better not. rapper than Woodley, I'll give him that. <laughs> I mean <laughs> he's just out there on the farm. That's not saying much. That's yeah. not saying much. Uh also, okay, so they give Bryce Mitchell the camo shorts, which I'm all for. They look fucking sick, right? I'm not yeah. I don't really like camo shit, but it's fucking awesome. I love to see yeah, that. Because it just stuff. fits him so well, that's why. Yeah. But also, hey, let's maybe do that for more fighters and let them have yeah. like signature shorts again. Like if if you're gonna let Bryce have it with camo shorts, let's fucking have more fighters with their cool signature shorts. BJ Penn had the black belt. Fuck, dude, you put me on the spot like this. But just, you just think of <laughs> you just think of like Chuck Liddell, right? He had the icicles because he was the ice yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Pedo had the flames. You know, Anderson had the black front, yellow back. Like, give Kobe Covington the USA flag one. You know what I mean? Fuck it, dude. Let's do it. Like, keep them still all venom and still the same like designs and stuff, but fill the color in with whatever they want. You know what I mean? For sure, man. Uh, give like a Greg Hardy like a black belt one, like BJ Penn. Give Greg Hardy like a like a bed with a bunch of guns on it. Oh, no. Okay. You know, I mean, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I think Venom draws a line somewhere. And that yeah. might be it. <laughs> that right. might be the line. Before that, we had uh, Cowboy Oliveira versus our boy Kevin Holland. So Kevin Holland finally getting back in the win column. I mean, I'm excited. 170. 170. This is the perfect weight class yeah, for him. This is where he and like I, like I told everybody after his last, uh, his last fight, after his last loss, I said, if you liked Kevin Holland before for all his antics, then you should still love him now. Don't yeah. jump off the train. A lot of people jumped off the train. To those people, we yep. say, you know what? We don't need you on the train. Get we the say, hell off the lose train. Lose my number. Yeah, we say lose my number. Uh, but don't unsubscribe. But lose my yeah. number. You know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Kevin Holland came out here, looked a little flat mm-hmm. in the beginning. Okay, I I, well, I don't know. Oliveira always looks so good in the first round. He's such a hard. He's Dude, he looks great in the first round. round. He'd be like a I know. <laughs> yeah. um, no, and I put down good first round for Cowboy on a little flat, uh, forcing action a lot. Yeah, and what a great scramble at the end of the round. The way he cinched up the neck on that scramble, it's beautiful. Yeah, and then, uh, Kevin so, Holland just... and then with the thumbs up. <laughs> it's Kevin Holland, classic Kevin Holland. Uh, but this is, I, I believe, this is the fourth straight loss for Cowboy Oliveira. Yeah. Now, this picture being up there, thank you for bringing that up, Rich. Perfect timing. Are you concerned at how easy it was for Oliveira to still take Kevin Holland now? Uh, not really. He did all right once it got to the ground. Right, he got saved by the bell, probably. But um, I also don't know if he was really expecting the grappling from Oliveira. You know. Mm-hmm. And and he said that he was struggling in, uh, at the end of the first round. He said that he was struggling with the range, that Oliver was doing a good job of being out of range and, like, lunging in. So if he was struggling with that and then get the takedowns there, I mean, maybe it is a little worrisome, right? Um, because that's clearly been his weakness is the takedown. Yeah. But we, we've also seen him defend a lot of takedowns. Uh, I'm not too worried about it. Oliver is also okay. really good. Yeah, I, I don't think people realize how good Oliver is. He's been yeah, doing his, this for a very long time. I know that he's gone through a, a tough streak here, but – He's fought a lot of the top names. He's and he worked on his gas tank. That was my biggest complaint about yeah. Oliveira was he'd gas mm-hmm. out early. And uh, it's not that he's gassing out now. I I just don't know what it is. Maybe there's a lack of adjustments going from the first uh, round to the second round. Is part of this corner? What is it? 
maybe I don't know. He's but he's definitely one of those guys that like his rec. He's much better than his record like suggests. You know, like he's a he's a veteran in there now. I mean, I don't know yeah. how many UFC fights he's had, but it's a lot. I mean, he's beat Carlos Condit, Tim Means. Yeah. I mean, he's beat some pretty big names, man. And he's been competitive with most of his fights. Very competitive. Yeah. Um, a little dirty I, sometimes. Cheats a little bit. Grabs a fence. <laughs> all that kind of stuff, right? I mean, but, he's uh, not the only one. Look at this entire card, right? Yeah. But Holland's adjustments with the straight shots. Those straight shots are nasty. I mean, look at that. That is that's beautiful. Well, that reach, you know, yeah. that length. Uh, as mm-hmm. long as he's using it correctly, he's going to be uh, somebody to really look out for in 170. Yeah. Um, now with Holland, who do you put him up against next? If because I think he was ranked 14th when it comes to middle middle middleweights. Yeah. Um, so where do you put him? Who who do you have him face next in Walter? Rockmanov. No. Ooh, whoa. <laughs> no, don't do that. Ponzinibbio, maybe Ponzinibbio. Uh, the leech. Yeah, the leech would be a great. Fight. I I would rather I would like to see him fight Ponzinibbio or the leech. I don't know if uh, Ponzinibbio has something coming up, uh, but that's a good. Maybe a bounce back fight for Le- the Leech also. It's a winnable fight, I think, for him. Um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't think we throw him against like a Michael Chiesa. No. No. You know what I mean? He'll just get out grappled the entire time. So I think that we do start him off with a Legion Liang. Uh, Jeff Neal, maybe? Uh, maybe. If they fought before, right? Probably in Texas on the regional scene. Did they net uh, XKO over here? Maybe. I, th- I think they fought before. I don't know. Um <sighs> I would like to see that fight. I think uh, if I'm Neil, though, I, I wouldn't take that fight. <laughs> no, why? Uh, for me, if I'm Neil, uh, they did fight back in 2017. Uh, Holland knocked him out. Yep. Um, XKO over here in Texas. Shout out XKO. Yeah. Maybe Jeff Neil. Um, they could build it as a rematch and stuff. But if, if I'm Jeff Neil, I'm coming off a win. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go up. That makes sense. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Before that, we had Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Now, I love Spivak, dude. He's really cool. The fucking I polar just, bear. It's all. It's just sick, dude. I just have one question. Yeah. How long are we gonna do this? Uh, this was apparently the last fight on his contract. How long are we gonna do this? Like, I could do it all. I could do it all year. I, I could watch this every day. I just. You know, and it's not just the Greg Hardy thing. Like, sure, I don't mind having him in here. I don't mind watching him fight. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying, though, is like, in a way, him being forced down our throats in the main cards. Yeah. When we know that he's not a main card talent. Does it's he have a name? Just... He has somewhat of a name. You know, but I mean, do you know very much about him other than the fact that he got in that show for domestic violence? Oh, uh uh, I know that he gets the shit beat out of him in the UFC, and it's always fun to watch. You know, here's the thing with Greg Hardy: he's a heavyweight. He's a name. There's not a lot of names at heavyweight uh, that that are gonna appeal to like the mass audience. Uh, Greg Hardy, they can sell the whole ex NFL Pro Bowler, all that shit, right? The reality is, when he's gonna win, he's gonna knock someone's lights out. When he loses, it's a very good performance for the other guy too. So it's kill or be killed, right? It's it's a uh, glass cannon. And that's fun to have on a main card. I'll be honest. You know, you you need a heavyweight. You need heavyweight fights that are going to be like this. Oh, man, I don't know. For me, it's like, a, you know, give me a ghost of Sakai. Martin Chabot. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Give yeah. me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, let's just take a look at it right now. 
because there's another 15 heavyweights I'm sure that we'd be able to see on a main card that would be able yeah. to give you just as much, if not more excitement, you mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, Walt Harris, even Aspinall, Chris Dacus. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, dude, it's just, this is probably again, the last time we see him. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I hope be so. Comer. Yeah. Hardy needs to take his fat ass and go play the heel in WWE, which this might actually work for him. Yeah. And you I know all I the little like kung fu stuff he's doing in the beginning all those little faces yeah. he's making as they're calling his name he calls himself the prince of war you know standing in the way with his arms Getting open it's like up. <laughs> yeah man okay so look this is the shot this mm -hmm. is this is how the fight ended right what's the, yeah. uh, the next picture rich now <laughs> our guy taito ibasa yeah and look at the position that hardy's in yeah he looks pretty familiar and then yeah. there's more. The next picture. <laughs> yeah. Same position. <laughs> I mean, just how long are we going to do this? That's all I'm saying. And, and I, I want to give respect to Spivak, right? Because Hardy is an elite athlete and he is massive. Uh, but it was a perfect example of why technique will always beat size, right? I mean, when he got the, the head and arm throw, the hip toss, Yep. I mean, as the guy doing the throw, you set it up correctly, you move an inch. You scoot one inch, and they flip over you. It's one of the best feelings in the world. It truly is a fantastic feeling when you hit toss someone successfully because just the way they flip over the 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 fulcrum of like the leverage point, right, is just like it feels so good. And watching him do that continually to Greg Hardy was so fucking cool because you look at the two of them, and this looked like an example of why there needs to be a heavyweight and a super heavyweight division, right? I don't yeah. know what they weighed in at, but they looked like they're Spivak looked like a weight class below him, yet he's just hip tossing him and dragging him sure down. They said he weighed in right at two sixty five, and he had to cut twenty six pounds. Hardy did. Hardy did. Okay, yeah. I don't so know what does Spivak weigh in, at, and you know? he had to uh, get down to the heavyweight limit of two sixty five. Yeah. Okay. So Spivak weighed in at two forty three. Wow. Right. So, and after the, I mean that 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 means he didn't cut weight, right? He's probably two forty five on fight night. Hardy cut weight to 265. He's probably ballooned up to 275 at least uh, on the fight night. We're talking a good 30 pounds. Yeah. 30 pounds. Like you said, oh, let's get the super heavyweight division going. Get Mark Hunt back. Have him face Greg Hardy one last time. And then we'll go from there. We'll Look go from there. HLB Comer, dude. Come on. <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> take all the stairs and go to some obscure Asian promotion. Become Will's favorite fighter. <laughs> 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 oh that is classic oh, oh man. shit hey dude. everybody's getting to know you will everybody's getting to know you that's so funny. hey but hey rise is not obscure uh <laughs> but uh how about uh have you ever seen this this was the first for me um hardy gets it gets tko'd right he didn't look like he went out ever but then after the fight when the doctor goes over to him and he's still laying on the ground and they're about to like tend to him he's laying like this they touch him and he's like oh <gasps> Like straight spooked. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it almost he never like he was ready to defend the doctor. Yeah, like against, the doctor, against right? the doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. It so. was crazy because he was never really like out cold. But then they showed another replay of it. They, they they cut to a replay of that, and I was like, "Damn, that's nasty." But he's just laying there like this, just like dazed. And then the doctor comes over and it straight up startles him. And I was like, "Holy shit, man!" He was like, he was in another dimension. <laughs> he was, dude, and it. And looking at Spivak, dude, 
Spivak's very good. Yeah. I know this win doesn't really like say much, right? You beat Greg Hardy, okay. But I mean, you look at his losses, he's only got it says more than if you would have lost to Greg Hardy, though. Well, yeah, definitely. But he's only got three losses, and it's Tom Aspinall, who I think could be a future champ, okay. Marcin Tybura, and Walt Harris. Like, not bad losses. And he's beaten Taitui Vasa, Carlos Felipe, Vandera, Olenek, now Greg Hardy. Like, Spivak is legit, man. He I really legit. like him. And legit. you look at the wins that he has, and it's like, so Greg Hardy, ground and pound. Olenek was a decision, but he was like a dominant decision. Vandera, TKO with the, with the ground and pound. He arm triangled Toivasa. He's got a neck crank win before his UFC debut. Like, I like him. Be Carlos polar Felipe. bear, man. Hey, Carlos Felipe, another person I'd rather watch over Greg yeah. Hardy in the, the main card. You know what I mean? That, that might be the next fight. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm giving him ideas. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on that fight? Um, no, but I'm very excited to see Spivak back in there. I think right. he can you know get in I'm- there soon really excited about who i'm really really excited about is jalen the tarantula turner man bro i was telling everybody i was telling everybody before this fight this fight's gonna be fight of the night i was wrong on that but (laughs) like this matchup when they announced it i was like holy shit what a matchup because malarkey is tough as nails dude he's He's not afraid to get into a dog fight he is he is game and jalen turner i think has one of the brightest futures uh yep. in the organization right now i am so high on him turner has the perfect frame for yeah. may he's tall he's lanky not to say mm-hmm. that he's not fit you know what i mean he looks like a very yeah. strong dude but look at the length mm-hmm. of those arms and the thing is that yeah. when you have Tarantula, that man. type of frame and you know how to fight and and keep your range you're a very yeah. dangerous fighter right yeah super efficient very little wasted movement very accurate. Dude, this guy is going to be a star, man. He's going to be I a star. really think so. He's starting to really he put it all together. He has mm-hmm. personality. He's a good-looking dude. You know what I mean? He has everything that the UFC would want yeah. in an up-and-coming fighter. Bro, he's got the spider webs shaved into the sides of his head because he's, he's a tarantula. So like, and, and now we're looking at it. He's, he's now f- four wins in a row, four finishes. Mm-hmm. And Malarkey is tough as nails, dude. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like what he did against Malarkey. Yeah. Like I, I know he has four straight finishes, but against Malarkey, mm-hmm. I, I hope nobody downplays what he actually did against Jamie Malarkey. Yeah, no, because that's a very big win. Even when Malarkey's getting pieced up, dude, he's throwing heat back at you. You have to you have to be on your toe because uh Malarkey just he's coming off the win over uh Devontae Smith. That was a nasty fight. That was not an easy win for him. He he took a lot of big shots, but he still he came back and got the knockout. So even when you're you're like piecing Malarkey up, like dude, he is always dangerous. You you cannot, and that's the difference between someone like Devontae Smith and Jalen Turner is they're both very skilled, right? But Jalen Turner is growing, and he's gotten to the point now where he's even when he's winning, he's not going to take things off. He's not going to uh, get caught slipping, right? He's like he's on it, man. He's coming into his own. He's very good. Super excited to continue watching him fight. Uh, what, what's next for him, dude? And the and I know everybody makes a compa- comparison to Anderson Silva, right? Anderson mm. Silva, the long range, the, the flashy moves, all this stuff. The spider, the, tra- the spider. Yeah, come on. I mean, probably on purpose, right? But uh, also, Jalen Turner, shout out. He actually has a pet tarantula. Um, oh, sick. <laughs> yeah, but dude, that that hook that that put down Malarkey, that right hook, that short right hook. 
really, really reminded me of Anderson Silva. Because mm. Anderson would just land these short little hooks from like his from his hip, right? And they didn't look anything crazy powerful, but it just shut people's lights off. And this didn't like clean KO Malarkey. Um, but just that short little hook, I was like, damn, he's good. Because it's one thing to be able to use your range, right? And like strike from the outside, but up close like that too, that, that's where things gonna get a little dicey for someone who's lanky like that. But he's able to shorten it up, keep the elbow tucked, and just man. Looks yeah, good. like I said, he knows how to use his range really well. Malarkey mm-hmm. um, had to blitz in yeah. a lot. And he has those long legs, man. So you take a couple steps back and try to counter, you know, mm-hmm. or like his arm was so long. I think one of the pictures that Rich put up, like you could see him kind of like posting up on his head while Malarkey's swinging. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like cocking his hand back ready to <laughs> just let it go. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, not that one, Rich. I think it was the uh, that one that right one. there. Look at that. Yeah. Malarkey fully extended. You know, has to duck down a little bit to go for the body. And you notice he still doesn't hit him. And at yeah. this point, Turner is already posting up on his head yeah, and ready to come back with the counter. Just an absolutely amazing performance, man. Oh, I'm so excited to continue watching him fight. I, when they announced that fight, I was like, that's the one. That's that's going to be the, the one to look for the whole card. That's the most – that's, in my opinion, the best matchup on the card. And they, they kept getting bumped up. And then eventually they became the prelim headliner. And it was like, thank God. that Because that proves like the UFC knows what they have. They got something. Know? They got they something. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to go through the rest of these fights uh, rather quickly because I think we're already almost we're already an hour in. Damn. Yeah, the first two fights took 30 minutes. That's just talking about it. Damn. But, uh, yeah, we had Marina Rodriguez versus Jan Xiaonan. Supposed to be like the number one contender fight, right? Carla's going to fight Rose for the belt. This is supposed to be whoever's next. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> mad at this decision. How uh, about uh, this being though? He was like, Oh, this by hand, uh, by far is the hardest competition that Marina Rodriguez will ever have faced or has yeah. faced so far. And then Joe Rogan's like, what about Carlos Sparza, man? He's like, well, well, no, no, no. I mean, like, stylistically. He goes, yeah. Yeah, what about Carlos Sparza? Like, it's so yeah. funny, man. Uh, <laughs> funny combination. But, uh, dude, Yon Chanel looks pretty technical, man. I know she's been working oh, she's with great, uh, man. Uriah. She's been working with Uriah Faber and Team Alpha. There's some male. bias there from me. Yeah, a little, little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit, but she seemed very fast at first round. I don't think Madina Rodriguez was expecting her, her hand speed to be that fast. Dude, because it's usually the opposite, right? Rodriguez is mm-hmm. usually the one that has the hand speed. But, yeah, you could tell Yan Shanon had it. Uh, she had the edge there in hand speed. They're both fast, but Yan Shanon looked faster. Um, HLB Comer says robbery. Uh, I, th- I thought, might have to rewatch it. <laughs> but uh, uh, live, I had it for Rodriguez. I had the first round was a clear win for Yan Xiaonan. I had the third round was a, a clear win for Rodriguez. The second round, so fucking close. Uh, I had it for Rodriguez, um, but I, I would not. Uh, I, I might have to rewatch it too because I know a lot of people think Yan Xiaonan won that fight, and it was very close. That second round, because I think Rodriguez had the pressure in the second round, and I think she landed a little bit more. But then Yan Shanon had the takedown, I think, in the second. So it's like, what do we what do we weigh more? Very close. Yeah, I, I before they announced the winner, in my head, I was thinking, I'm not upset at whoever gets this. For me, yeah, it was that yeah. close. For me, it was, it was that very close. close. Um, because Marina Rodriguez started getting some of Yan Shanon's movement down. Because in that first round, man, yeah. Yan Shanon was all over the place. She was in and out. I would have loved to see. Yan Shannon throw more than one punch on the counters because she was so much faster yeah. than Rodriguez that first round. 
and Rodriguez would blitz in sometimes and she'd like move out of the way and get like a counter hook in. And then she would mm -hmm. like continue with her footwork and bounce around Reset. and like move around yeah. some more. And I'm like, dude, she's still open. She's still yeah. open for another shot. Like follow it up with something else. Especially and when you have that hand speed. Doing that, yes, if she would have continued doing that, I think that it would have been uh, a decision for Yon Shan on throughout the entire night. Yeah. <laughs> but what do I know? You know, I'm not your favorite, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah. not your favorite. Uh, the judges, it was split, right, on this one? Yeah, split decision. Uh, who gave it to uh, Yon Shan on? Um, sure. Derek Clearly. Derek okay. Clearly. I think Derek who Clearly. I think is always the guy who. It, on split decisions is the guy who picks the other one who doesn't see things very clearly <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> all right anything else on yon shannon versus marina rodriguez uh do you think the winner of this fights the winner of rose versus uh carla do you think it was enough <laughs> so, rich did not like that dad joke by the way rich the casual coming through saying he didn't like it uh but yeah i mean i think so i think so you know it, it's yeah. i think the next logical step I don't know. Yeah, they are they are trying to book uh, Zhang Weili versus Joanna um, again, and depending on how that goes, that might get a. If, hey, if Joanna, we haven't seen her in for, forever. Yeah, <laughs> HLB Comer, man, I love the support. You're the champ, Romero. Tell him like it is. You know what, dude? You're right. I'm not gonna listen to Rich, man. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk like this the entire time with the belt around my. My shoulder, you know what I mean. I'm not gonna lie. If if I had the belt right now, it would be on every single episode. Yeah, why not, dude? Why not? <laughs> but uh, no, I think it'd be the next logical step, man. I think so too. I and think Rodriguez, she says she wants the title. Yeah, and and I think. Okay, how about this? After watching this fight, do you think either of them beat Rose? No, I don't think so either. After watching this fight, <laughs> no, I still want to see it. Same, same. All right. We'll move on. Inzechiku versus Nigamurianu. What the fuck was this fight? So the first, okay. okay. <laughs> what the, the fuck was the, this the, fight? <laughs> <laughs> the first couple rounds were okay. Uh, we had the eye pokes going on, right? Uh, yeah. But that takedown I, was crazy, it, by the way. This flying knee to a takedown was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> but dude, after the point deduction, and Zechiku mm -hmm. woke up. Yep. They should have deducted a point like right away. Like as soon as the fight started, be like, hey, I'm just going <laughs> to deduct that. a point. Dude, give us a good fight. But uh, yeah. You know, in Zechiku, I don't know if you remember, uh, he's been a little reckless. And some yeah. of his fights have come off of those like reckless exchanges. You could say that. He seems so much more calculated Definitely. in this fight, but almost too hesitant. Well, it's like he learned from John Jones and was like, oh, I'm a long, lanky guy with a ton of reach. Oh, I'll just keep my fingers out and get eye pokes. And uh, and luckily, yeah, and become a champion. But luckily, uh, he got a point deducted. Um, I thought this should probably be a draw. I don't okay. know if uh, Nego, whatever, I'm not even, Nego Murano. Nego Muriano. Nego Muriano. Yeah, I, I I don't think he won the first and second rounds. Um, that's tough. I think this probably should have been a draw. It's almost like the judges got it wrong, but at the same time, Nzeji got what he deserved. So it's like, I'm kind of okay with it. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have much to say about this fight other than nasty eye poke. Yeah, and I, I do want to say uh, Negamoriano 
did a great job of throwing that right straight off the skip step like Carlos Condit used to all mm. the time to close the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, he would do it over and over again. He would reset and do it, and you could he would circle back around and reset. And I was like, here it comes again, and then he did it again. Like, <laughs> it it, it, it was to very him good for not taking the easy way out after that eye poke, dude. When his eye was spasming, I was like, I fucking hate that feeling. This being like, an awful feeling. His eye is not supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> We know. We know. We know. <laughs> Listen, uh, I know you're the eye expert, but like we've all been poked in the eye. <laughs> he has a couple of spare eyes in his bedroom. Yeah. All right. Uh, before that, we had like a gap of a versus Moreau. His excited eye and then like his disappointed eye. And like he just has different yeah. eyes for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a, a gap of a versus Moreau's before that. Outside of the Jalen Turner Malarkey fight, this was my favorite moment of the of the of the night. This was Why, fucking Will? awesome. I don't know, man. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's because Morozov or Moroz was uh, uh, the underdog. Uh, I think on our picks league, I think one person picked her because Agapova is fucking nasty. Who picked and her? I don't remember, but I saw. I think on someone's was it? Oh, fuck you! Was it you? No, it wasn't me. Okay, it wasn't you me. No, 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 no. I think someone picked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but uh, Moroz. She's coming in. Um, she's had some ups and downs in her career, right? Agapova looks like a fucking monster in every one of her fights. Even the one that she lost, it was because she was she gassed out, putting the beat down on her. Um, but Moroz just comes out and just fucking the game plan was flawless, man. She just cut straight through her, just up against the fence, drag her down, made it grueling, threatens with submissions. I mean, ultimately got the finish. And and I know they had a ton of bad blood, right? Agapova left. Uh, are they an American top team? Oh, I don't remember. Uh, I think wherever they were, I think it's American top team. Uh, Agapova got kicked out of the gym. Allegedly Moroz said it was because she was taking steroids and smoking meth or some shit. Yeah. So there's a lot of bad blood in this one, former training partners. Uh, and Moroz just comes out and she was supposed to lose this fight. I mean, she was the underdog for a reason, right? Stylistically <laughs> Comer was like, uh, this is pretty much the female version of Kobe versus Jorge Masvidal, you know, like the previous training yeah. partners and yeah. Dudes, because, and I was telling people, cause I had people over and, uh, I was like, the whole bad blood thing between Colby and Jorge, I don't, I still don't really buy it. Even after the fight, I still don't really buy it. This one is one where there was actual bad blood, I think. Um, and Morose comes out there, beats the brakes off of her, ragdolls her, gets the win, gets a finish, and then in the post-fight interview, bro, shit had me tearing up, dude. I, I scrambled very... to, I screen, I went back on my phone, screen recorded it was going to edit it and then i realized espn fucking copyright blocked it all i had was audio the screen recording was just black so i was like fuck so i had to go onto my computer go back onto it record it with obs because espn's not smart enough to block that fucking edit it down post it on the, <laughs> on the youtube channel because goddamn what a good interview man and it's up on uh, tiktok now too it's up on tiktok it's up on our video on shorts on youtube so check that By the way out. Uh, Joe Rogan handled it. that interview beautifully i was uh, kind of worried pulled the mic yeah, and and everybody started laughing in the audience, yeah. and she's like, "Oh, sorry," and tries to get it back. He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, you got it. Like, it's yeah. all you." You know, what I, mean? I was worried. I was worried that the UFC was going to do some shit to like try to censor it and like steer the steer it away from the political stuff, right? And and because the UFC is fucking scumbag like that, but they let it go, and it was fucking beautiful. What <laughs> Have a you good seen that interview, meme man. though of like a. Where it's like, uh, you know, Olympics pulling Russia from, you know, their events. So-and-so pulling Russia from their events. UFC with all the Russian fighters. And it's yeah. uh, Dana White, like, just sweating. Dana sweating, like, yeah. Just, yeah. 
It's so funny. Uh, but no, it was a great uh, post-fight interview. I'm glad that uh, Joe Rogan let her speak her piece. And it was. It was a very uh, the heart, man. heartwarming moment, man. It, yeah. it was awesome, you know, because uh, she was fighting for a lot more than just yeah. her record in there and her paycheck. And you could tell a man a lot uh, to yeah. her. Yeah, definitely, man. What a great this moment. A great moment. Absolutely. She made me tear up, man. And there's not much that does that, you know, making Will uh, tear up. Kind of a bitch. <laughs> All right. I'll cry. I'll cry in Stephen Private Ryan. You know what I mean? Hey, dude, but that's a pretty sad movie. Man, when the medic is dying and he's like screaming out for his mom. <gasps> no, dude, I look, being real, remember the other night we were texting each other and you're like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm trying to pull myself together here because uh, it's my daughter's birthday on the third. And so I'm putting like a little like video reel together for her. And your boy here just starts bawling, dude, because she turned 10. And I was like, what is going on with me right now? I'm an emotional wreck. So I was like, dude, I can't work on this stuff right now, dude. I got to pull myself together first. <laughs> so True story, funny. though. True story. All right. Uh, before that, we had Nurma Hamedov. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll let her know you said happy birthday. Uh, Nurma Hamedov versus Kelleher. So you specifically wanted to talk about this fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh Obviously, you you have a last name like that, and everyone has high expectations. He fucking take he takes him down, cuts right through him, gets the finish. Expected, but yes. shout out Brian Kelleher, he's cool and stuff. But like, this is what was gonna happen, right? Um, the translator is the is the story of this fight for me, <laughs> because obviously Nurmagomedov, someone to watch out for. He looks fantastic. Uh, very excited to continue watching him fight. Um, the translator uh, said, so in the post for an interview, you see he gets a ton of booze, right? And it's like, oh, it's because he's Russian, right? Because the translator is like, and thanks to Russia. He's, he like thanks Russia, right? He didn't thank Russia. Nurmagomedov said, thanks to my family in Russia. Oh. Uh, and wished for peace in the world. And the translator said, okay, that's what you said? Okay, cool. Uh, thanks to Russia. <laughs> and just completely Jeez. left that part out. <laughs> wow. And he's yeah. like, dude, I just said hi to my family, man. Why is everybody booing like, me? Why right is everybody now? booing? I just called for peace. They don't want peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Fire that translator immediately. That is hilarious. crazy, man. So that's uh, that's why I wanted to bring it up. But yeah. All right. <laughs> Great call and bring that up. Uh yeah. and then last but not least, this is the last fight we're gonna cover. Uh Tim mm-hmm. Elliott versus Tagir Alumbekov. Bro. Okay, <laughs> off topic, but Khabib is getting thick. Uh, HLV Comer says, uh, "Yeah, Khabib's putting on the putting on the weight. It's all that stress coaching, man." <laughs> oh, dude, you see how intense he gets? He was furious. He was furious in this fight. So was I, though. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm a huge, intense. yeah, I'm a huge Tim Elliott fan, but this shit was downright like. You, and Bisping was kind of defending it a little bit. Oh, it's a better <laughs> move, right? You'll get away with it, but dude, no. No. no, the the best ever though. Bisping says, and I quote, "Elliot is doing everything he can to win. Illegal knees, head clashes, holding the gloves. I'm not saying I respect that, but I kind of respect that. It's <laughs> the yeah. best slide ever." <laughs> yeah, I I thought the first round should have been a 10-8 round. Um, I actually had this fight as a draw. Um, it, it's either a draw or a win for Olin Bekov. I don't see how you can give that second round to Tim Elliott. I went back and rewatched it. That second round was clear Olin Bekov. Third round was even more clear, Olin Bekov. Uh, Tim Elliott won the first round, but I do give him a 10-8 for it because um, he dropped him. The But also, they, they said that they went back. We verified that the knee was legal in the first round. No, it wasn't. 
That that knee was illegal. The knee was illegal. Grab they had slow-mo replay of him grabbing the gloves. He did it multiple times throughout the fight. Like, dude, the, the clashing of the heads. I mean, what and Chagir's like literally complaining to the ref about it during the fight, like over and over again. I mean, the dude was robbed. He he, he Elliot literally cheated him out of a out of a win. Hey, do you gotta do what you gotta do, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and look, I'm a big Tim Elliott fan. I love so watching him fight. Um, but I love, Robert, here. I love his energy. Yeah, and his fighting style is very fun to watch. His intensity. Remember when he first came in and he fought uh, Mighty Mouse? Oh, yeah. What a fantastic And everybody was like, oh, dude, e- easy, easy night for Mighty Mouse. And Tim Elliott yeah. gave him everything he could handle, caught him in a very tight guillotine. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was a, a fun uh, fight, though. And, uh, the, you know, our bad, we forgot to mention in the Yan Chen on versus Marina Rodriguez fight, that's where the, oh, the female crotch. Ground strike was, yeah, because there, there was a lot of things that happened this entire card between the groin strikes, the knees. It, it was a rough night for the refs. It was it though. It seemed like they didn't care. They weren't even working extra for, because of it. Hey, just let them fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, dude, how many times do we need one play? Don't don't grab the fence. And then, dude, and the the back of the head shots throughout the night. Like, I mean, it was crazy, and it was just so many warnings. And it's like they know the fucking rules already. You warned him already before the fight. What are we doing, yeah. dude? Start taking fucking points. Yeah, let him fight. Because it's a crafty move by Elliot to cheat throughout the entire fight because he knows they're not gonna they're not gonna do anything about it. You know what? Until they do, there's gonna be more fighters that probably end up doing that too. Let yeah, him fight. I mean, it, maybe it does just need to get to a tipping point, right? Where it's just so blatant that we okay, maybe now we start doing something about it. Because Jesus Christ, man, I feel for Olin Bekov. This was a this should have been a big win for him. You get, get a name like Tim Elliott on your resume, it's that means something. And hey, I thought I was fine even with, with the cheating, I I picked Tim Elliott to win this fight. So <laughs> there you go. I was fine. How about uh, uh, let's see, out of all the media scores, uh, one, two, three, four, five gave it to Elliott. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve gave it to Olin Bekov. Mm. I don't. I just don't see how Elliott won that second round. How about a Kobe Covington telling uh, John uh, to? He's like, if you want me to answer your questions, you have to do ten push-ups right now. Yeah, and the guys, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Anyways, and he asked a question. He's like, you think I'm kidding? <laughs> Drop down and give me ten if you want me to answer that question. And he's like, yeah. all right, thanks for your time, Kobe. And he walks up. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what a dick, dude. What a dick. Oh, Classic. But uh, interesting night of fights. It was a great uh, card. It was. It was. Uh, do you have a moment of silence for us, Will? Yeah, we had a significant moment of silence in this one. Should we have uh, a little just, theme music for this? Like Rich just hits the theme music whenever this starts? Yeah, maybe. Well, it's a moment of silence, music. though. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be silent. But uh, <laughs> Jessica I, <laughs> Jessica I fights, uh, was supposed to fight uh, Manon Fioro, which I'm so high on Manon Fioro. I would have liked to see that. Uh, I got injured, so... Uh, Firo, I think, is taking on. I forgot who she's taking on, but she got another fight um, coming up soon. Um, Faziv versus RDA was supposed to happen, supposed to be the co main. Faziv couldn't get the visa issues, so they bump it onto this card. Then he gets COVID. Not going to happen. Uh, curse. That would have been fun, though. Yeah, curse fight. Uh, Aljamain Sterling was supposed to be on this fight versus Piotr Jan. They uh, moved that. Uh, Volkanovsky versus Holloway was supposed to be on the card. Holloway had to pull out for injury. Uh, Korean Zombie takes it on short notice, so they bump it back a little bit to give Korean Zombie a little bit more time. Uh, but the big one for me was Ghost Pepper versus Devontae Smith. 
Shout out to our so, boy Ghost, Ghost Pepper. Pepper again. Yeah, always. Would have been fun. Because I think sure. Ghost Pepper versus Smith would have been a very fun fight. Yep. I think we would have seen uh, Ghost Pepper's first W, man, inside the so, uh, octagon, right? I think um, so, too. All right. Bonuses. Yeah, bonuses. Uh, who do we got? I think um, Kevin Holland got a performance bonus. Nice. Um, Morose got a performance bonus as well. Well-deserved. Uh, and Colby versus Jorge got fight of the night. Um, I'm glad Colby and Jorge got it because they're really tight for money right now. You know what I mean? Out of all the fighters on the card. Yeah. They're it, the ones that... I, it's not like uh, like the uh, Jean Chanon versus Rodriguez was better, or even I know it was a finish, but uh, I, I think Malarkey versus uh, Turner was probably a better fight in my uh, opinion. Um, but yeah, give it to the guys who are making the, the most money <laughs> for sure. They're probably getting pay per view points off of that too. So. Yeah, honestly, uh, Ludovic Klein versus Devonte Smith probably could have won fight of the fight of the night. We didn't talk about it, but very good fight. It was a very good fight as well, yeah. So a uh, lot of interesting things from the night. And uh, coming up next, what do we have next, Will? Uh, yeah, I think uh, next week. Give me a sec. I'm pulling it up. Santos right now. versus Ankalev. Santos versus Ankalev. Who? I am ready for Ankalev to get in the title mix. I cannot wait. I think he steamrolls Thiago Santos, and I think uh, he should be next against Yuri, the winner of Yuri versus Glover. I am Dude, ready for Ankalev. By the way, listen to this. Listen to this. Thiago Santos versus Ankalaev. Marlon Moraes versus Song Yadong. Our boy and story of the fight alum, Alex Caceres versus Sadiq Bruce Yusuf. Leroy. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Damn, Leo Roundtree versus Carl Robertson. Yeah. Drew Dober versus Terrence McKinney back on here. Making it on short Quick notice. Round. Alex Pereira versus Bruno Dude, Silva. Versus Bruno Silva. What a fucking hell this is a good card. It is, man. All the way down. There's a lot of interesting fights. A lot of things. Trevor Jones to. on it. Damon Jackson's on it. Miranda oh, Maverick Mo- stepped in. Chris Moutinho. Yeah. This is the first time we see him since uh, he fought Sugar Sugar Sean O'Malley, right? Yeah, versus Guido Canetti, too. That's a very good fight. Yeah, that's a fantastic card. Holy shit. All right. Looking forward to it. Until then, uh, do we have anything else for this week? Uh, I don't think so. Hey, that's have have we not it. talked about how rich the casual could very easily get confused for Jorge Masvidal on the streets? Yeah, with his seriously. long hair and his beard. Uh, we might have yeah. to next time put a picture, a comparison picture up of yeah. the two. Like, if you were to tell me today, like, hey, Jorge Masvidal is actually like my brother, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I see. I'd it. be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get a, a good, a good uh, high res shot of Rich and I can Photoshop him onto the flying knee. Oh, let's do it, please. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, but yeah, hey, just a reminder, everybody, if you even remotely like our content, please like, subscribe. Uh, hit the notification bell. Like uh, today, we went live and talked about the fights from yesterday. Sometimes we'll do a fight companion. We need to do one soon, though. Will we haven't done one in yeah, a while? Those are do. always a lot of fun. Very um, fun, right? And we also have uh, some shorts that go up. So if, even if you don't want to watch an hour's worth of content, you know, yeah. just get like a minute clip in. You could do that too. And then yep. uh, social media, TikTok, yeah, TikTok uh, at, at Story of the Fight, Instagram at Story of the Fight, uh, Facebook group chat, Story of the Fight chat. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, here on YouTube, comment so we can uh, respond and shit. Tell us what we suck at so we can get better. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Ford and Win MMA, for joining us today. And, uh, of course, as always, special shout-out to uh, HLB Comer for coming through. The, the prodigal son returns to church. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Absolutely. All right, everybody, thanks for listening to another week A Story of the Fight. Got to shine my belt.